Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with me, Lance Bass. Turkey Turchin's over there. Hello. But Turkey, this is a special show. I know. Because you know who's being interviewed today? Lance Bass. I can't believe (laughs) it. Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. (laughs) He's going to be here today. Beyonce by Beyonce. Starring Beyonce. (laughs) Produced by Beyonce. (laughs) Starring by Beyonce. Y'all, there was this billboard on Sunset. It it made me laugh every time. It was the Beyonce documentary maybe or something. It was Beyonce. Filmed by Beyonce. Directed by Beyonce. (laughs) Produced by Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce. I love it. But uh, we've invited Mr. Johnny Wright back to the show. And he's going to put me in the hot seat. In the hot seat right now. Uh, And Turkey, I wanted you here because I'm sure there's a lot of questions you've always wanted to ask me and just never have and now you I mean, have sure but i really want johnny to really i want you to really just give it to him yeah <laughs> really put him on the spot i am an open book make now. him uncomfortable <laughs> now these days i am an open book and if i think you're lying i'm gonna call you out yeah. Ooh. i'm gonna go beep uh, eh. <laughs> that's what i heard yeah yeah i've learned it's weird when i before i came out you know i was like i was so close you know i didn't want to say anything then when i came out I just, I can't stop talking. <laughs> like, I know. Just like I can't, I don't want to, I, I want to tell everything. Ah, I don't want to hide anything anymore. Um, which gets me in trouble a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to w- reel it in. Let's see. Let's see if I can, 
I can do it. But Johnny Wright, I mean, take it away. Let's do this. <laughs> well, I'm not as good as you guys are in this thing, you know. Please, so, you were an incredible DJ back in the yeah, day. That was yeah, roller back skating in the day. DJ. I know you roller skated down the entire coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a dream. I'm I'm it wasn't that a dream. Was a true fact. <laughs> it was a nightmare on my feet. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I still can't get over that. Yeah, yeah. eat your heart. I feel out, like there's a movie in this. Uh, well, so I just want to say one thing to that. Like, mm. you know, there was a guy named Dick Gregory who was a comedian at one point in time, but in, he got in to become this very big health nut. And his kids used to roller skate with us, and he found out what I was going to do. And he said, let me tell you something, boy. He said, what I want you to do is take some onions, and excuse me, not onions, take some oranges and eat the orange peel. Don't eat the orange. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And he goes, because that's going to give you energy. And then if you start to feel a cramp, get a, get a potato and cut it in half and rub it on you. And we're looking at this dude going like, <laughs> This guy is crazy. Mm-hmm. The first hundred miles that we went, same thing. We were real thirsty, took a glass of cold water and lemonade, got cramps all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, let me try this uh, potato idea. So we went and cut it. Within 15 minutes, the cramps were gone. Really? What? Yeah. I've never heard that, and I'm glad. Lance, you get cramps. I mean, because <laughs> now that I'm highly diabetic, yeah. I get these crazy cramps in the middle of the night because you mm-hmm. get dehydrated. It's to the point where it's. I feel like my Achilles is just like pop. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Okay, I'm gonna I'm get gonna some, some potatoes. Bedside, bedside potatoes for you. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the great. night. Because <laughs> it, it takes forever to get them away. It is the most painful thing. It's gonna ever. be a new thing I'm gonna have to do for you. Like when like, I like every potato, day, Lance is like stretch my legs, stretch <laughs> me, and I have to potato <laughs> what, you. I mean, too. do you know the science behind that? Or I just... have no idea. And because we were just laughing at them, but you know we respected uh, him because mm. he was an elder. But when it happened, we were like, did you do the orange thing? We did the orange thing. It gave you lots of energy. Yeah, but it. It, t- it tastes like an orange peel. Poo-poo. No, I didn't know that was healthy to yeah. do that. But. And he always told us, don't drink lemonade that's cold. Make sure it's warm. That All these things were nasty, but they worked, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> just, okay. Oh, boy, See, you know. See, this yeah. is what you learn on Frosted Tips, guys. You're welcome. Lance Take is going to recite this potato thing now forever. I know. It's going to be a new thing. Oh, you know you can just rub a potato yeah, on that. Potato on it. Like, <laughs> like it's my idea. Like yeah, I thought of it. It's going to be your thing. <laughs> just don't call me in the middle of the night, Johnny, you ass. This didn't work. <laughs> I know, it's like a prank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. All so, right. Mr. Bass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. I want to know what your first impression was of me the first time you met me. Oh. Uh, my first impression of you was that you were, you have this calmness about you that I wasn't used to because everyone in the group is crazy and everyone around <laughs> us is crazy. Um, and so you kind of came in as kind of the voice of reason, ah, which was, it just felt safe. <laughs> you know, I immediately was like, this guy is awesome. This guy is going to help us finally get a record deal. And like, cause we, you know, when you first start, you don't know what's going to happen. We didn't right. know how big it would be or even what we'd be doing. Um, and I think that's when we went, you know, when we went to Europe, we were just kind of, trying to find our sound. That's why we were looking, I mean, we were working with techno music and I mean, just really horrible sounds, right. but I'm glad we did that because we got to really find our voice before we came back to America because America would have laughed us off yeah, the radio if we would have started back in 95. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that I ever put you or in sync in that you questioned and it was like, why are we doing this? Mm. No, I think you always chose the right things for us. Lou Perlman did. <laughs> uh, I remember one of our first opening acts was on a cruise ship, 
cruise ship. It's a small yacht that like bachelorette parties would rent. And we opened up for the Chippendales. Like a booze cruise? It's like a booze cruise. <laughs> but we opened up for the Chippendales. And I remember oh. I'm 16 years old. Oh. And, uh, so he made you gay. It wasn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but I remember, I mean, they were shoving dollars down our pants. Really? At 16 years old. I'm like, I don't, is this. Is Disclaimer, this I wasn't on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so is this going to be, this is our image now, I guess. Uh-huh. I mean, all right. Because at that point, we didn't know what was going to happen if we just signed with Disney World and be a performing act at Disney. That's, that would have right. been fine by me. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely got a little bigger after that. A little bigger. Yeah. yeah. And how did you truly feel about me or us, if you want to say that, managing both you and Backstreet Mm -hmm. Boys? Um, I didn't mind at all. It was always, uh, you know, I I did feel bad for the Backstreet Boys because I always try to put myself in their shoes. And yeah, I probably would have been pissed. I would have felt, you know. They were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, oh, that's, uh, I just feel betrayed. Um, Like I said in our our interview with you, I always dreamt of Transcon being, mm-hmm. you know, that Motown and that we could all work together because we really respected those guys. Um, but then when we saw just how hurt they were of the whole situation, um, you know, it sucked. And then the rivalry started and then it kind of became fun. <laughs> you right, know, right, it, yeah. it was kind of fun to have that rival. It's like your favorite football teams. Uh, you know, it's the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. It's the Yankees versus the Mets. Uh, it's, um, it just keeps you better. It keeps you on your game. And I think your art gets better and better when you have that friendly competition yeah. that wasn't so friendly competition. Right. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It gets, I mean, it gets the fans like really behind no. whoever you support. And it creates mm-hmm. like this whole. And again, I don't know if that was like a happy mistake that that just how it all shook out or that was a complete setup, you know, by no. the label or Lou or. Yeah. Well, I think Lou didn't want because of the way that the introduction of you guys being a part of what we were doing mm-hmm. was told to the Backstreet Boys that it was all about me, but Lou had to support me because we were partners. So Lou mm-hmm. didn't want the real story to come out. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of those things. Were you ever close to any of the Backstreet Boys? Like, Not at that time. No, Mm-mm. I mean, we had run into them in Germany, mm-hmm. but no, uh, not at all. I've, I've become pretty close with a lot of them after the fact. Um, you know, AJ is one of our yeah. closest friends. Backseat, yes. <laughs> I know everyone was asking about that because we did the Vanderpump Gala uh, this week and everyone was just asking, wait, so we hear the bands get back together. I'm like, wait, what? I <laughs> like, know. Um, I'm like, uh, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, back sync. And, you know, because uh, we always do it kind of in the summertime. Like, oh, like, you know, those guys are on tour this year. So, <laughs> but it, it threw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one told me. I'm like, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was the most difficult thing about you being in the group and in sync? I mean, hiding my sexuality. I mean, I hated that that was so on the forefront of my mind at all times that I, I don't think a lot of the times I got to enjoy the ride because I was scared so much and just different, like scared just for one, my safety, um, scared that I was going to run NSYNC's career, um, disappointing people, my family, like it just, it was a lot, uh, on my shoulders and being in the spotlight is, you know, <laughs> It's scary because everyone wants to know every little detail about you. And when you're hiding such a secret, it's not a fun place to be. Um, So a lot of the times I, you know, played ignorant a lot of times. I'm like, okay, and try to, but 
you know, every night when it was quiet, that's all I could think about. Did, um, did you tell the guys that you were coming out before the people magazine? Um, most of them. Yeah. I tried, right. uh, you know, I think Justin and Chris are the only ones that I couldn't get on the phone. Um, so I left him a message or I left Chris a message because, and I don't know if people remember, but I had 24 hours to mm -hmm. tell everyone. Um, they were writing the story. All the magazines were like, look, we know it's confirmed. We're doing this story. Do you want to talk with us or do you just want us to write the story? And I'm like, eh. so I chose people, you know, to tell the true story. Um, and yeah, I, and I had 24 hours to tell my grandparents, my the rest of my family, my business people. I mean, I had a sitcom that I was doing that now we had to cancel because right. it was, you know, and now I'm out. Uh, so it was, it was a lot. Like I, I lost a lot of people in those 24 hours. Um, and I mean, Chris still to this day is upset that I did not tell him I was gay, like in the group when I, cause he was the only one in the right. group that asked me just flat out, are you gay? And I freaked out and I'm like, no, what are you talking about? So I think he still is upset that I could never be honest with him. Cause I think they would have had, well, especially Chris would have had fun with it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. I, would, I mean, they gave me a lot of shit before, but like they would have really like had a lot of fun with me being the only gay guy in the group. But I mean, and I ask you, what do you think would have happened if, if I, came out at that time well you know i think about that sometimes and i feel like we were so big mm -hmm. at that moment that you were really feeling the pressure on that that i don't think it would have changed the dynamics on the band at all yeah i think that first of all the guys who hated us anyways were always saying they're all gay oh yeah I mean, you know and look and that's what i tell <laughs> yeah. everyone i'm like look you know being gay is no different than being in a boy band because like you get called, you know, and everything. I mean, you, yeah. you're treated like you're gay. And that also kept me in the closet because I knew how much hate we were getting as quote unquote straight guys right. for, for yeah. being, it's like the worst thing you could be called is gay. Um, but yeah, I always wondered, cause the only, the only example I had of someone coming out at that time was Ellen DeGeneres. Right. And it was a horrible coming out. She got fired from everything. Everyone hated her. It was just bad. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, again, maybe even go deeper. I'm like, oh, nope. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's personal decision. But if you were to do it, I think we would have worked through that. Mm -hmm. uh, my question is, you had a relationship with Danielle. Mm -hmm. Did she know? No. Wow. She did not know. Wow. Yeah, we uh, really? interviewed her recently, and yes, yeah, she was she was in love. She thought she was getting married, yeah. starting her family. And of course, I mean, look, she was 18 years old, you know, first love, you know, our whole prom night. Uh, you know, it was the cookie cutter of what she saw her parents go through, so she thought she was going to have that. And again, I thought, I thought that I was in love. Like, I thought if I was going to marry someone and have kids and like do the whole straight thing and hide myself like so many people do. Um, that's the one, like, how could you not love her? Uh, but then it just got to the point where I didn't want to hurt her. Uh, and I had to call it quits. You know, it was our prom night. And I was like, that was the night that I knew, oh, okay, I can't do this to someone. So then in that conversation, was it like, Oh, well, 
sex can't happen until we get married. I'm saving oh, myself. I was very religious. <laughs> yeah. That was the other good crutch. Yeah. I was super Christian. So like it was a great excuse. Like, well, you know, can't have sex before marriage. Um, so that one I used a lot, <laughs> a lot. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but then it just got to, you know, the older you get, the more, right. I mean, you're, you're growing up, you're getting sexual, you're having your first relationships. And yes, that is always going to lead to sex. And my thing is I did not want her to lose her virginity right. to a guy that, and at that point I knew I was going to be able to be myself at some point. Like I knew I was going to be out, um, because I just knew I couldn't be with a girl. Uh, I just didn't know when that was going to be. Um, but I did not want her to look back and be like, good Lord. I, I lost my virginity to a gay guy. Uh, right. which I think she would probably say like, Oh, I don't like, I wouldn't have minded that <laughs> because you know we didn't have a love. Well, I'm curious. What, what was when she found out, mm-hmm. how did she feel about that? I don't know. Right. Cause when I came out, you know, I didn't, there was a lot of people that I just didn't really talk to. And I think she was pissed. Um, you know, just being lied to. I think the biggest thing that I hear whenever it came out is like, why would you lie to me? Why would you lie to me? Right. And people can't get over that. So I think her and, you know, we call Big D, Chris's girlfriend, like that whole mm-hmm. crew, I think were just really upset with me. Not for me just coming out, but what I did to Danielle. Like they thought I broke her heart. Right. Um. So, yeah, it was, you know, so I just kind of, again, kind of ignorantly ignored all that. I'm like, okay. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. Do you ever talk now? All the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're really close now. Uh, years went by where we didn't really, we weren't in each other's lives. Um, I mean, she, I know she kind of went out and found herself and, you know, I think she, was she married before? She was married, yeah, married before. before. Um, but now we're, we're really good. Especially uh, since we had children. Yeah. We bond over our kids. Yeah. Uh, we're producing a movie together right oh, now. Wow. They're actually turning our prom night into a movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is That's great. So funny. Yeah. Lauren Lafkus and Mary Holland's writing it. And it's going to be a comedy, obviously. Uh, and it's not Lance Bass and Daniel Fischel, but it is it is our story. I think it's going to be super cute. And uh, so that really kind of brought us back together, like in the recent years. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So there have been other members of other boy bands that have come out. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken to them and like show support of how this goes? Is there a community that you guys have where you text or get together? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's and not only just with boy bands and musicians, but actors, too. I'm kind of like the go to guy to contact before you come out. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. (laughs) I mean, Jason Collins, the basketball player, like Robbie Rogers, the soccer player, like all these people contacted me and they wanted to go. Let's go have lunch. And. Uh You know, and get the courage, you know, to come right. out. And, and and I like being that guy. I like being the sounding board. So, you know, there's a lot of entertainers out there that I know their secret and they still haven't come out yet. Uh, so, yeah, they tell, do. Tell, tell. Uh, right. But they, yeah, they, they reach out, which I think is lovely. And it really bonded Jonathan Knight and myself. Right. Um, love John. I think he's just like one of the best people. And, uh, and I love that we're able to just be candid with, with each other uh, about our experiences and about being gay. And his husband's one of my close friends, Harley. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been it really bonded us for sure. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I like that I'm kind of a guy that can be a good sounding board for people out there. Because it is scary in this business. Even today, you would think it's so easy to come out and not be scared that it's going to change your career. Uh, I mean, it's just in the last five, 10 years that you've had LGBT artists on the radio, right. you know, uh, that are out and proud. 
Um, so yeah, so I, you know, if I can help anyone out there, just call me, slide to my DMs. <laughs> Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, so the band, you guys were all family. Mm-hmm. Who got on your nerves the most? Oh, 
trying to say i'm sure each guy got on nerves for different reasons um but i mean I, chris was the one that always you know because chris is always on just right. always on always making a joke and interviews like this would take twice as long right. because chris would just be chris yeah and so on long press days where you'd have to wake up at five in the morning and do six hours of radio back to back to back to back to back and then Chris is, you know, being Chris in every single interview, making it so long and you're so tired. And you're just like, just shut up, Chris. Just let us, let's get on to the next one. Do uh, you remember the time you guys were doing radio in Germany? And that question came up by the interviewer and it's like, well, who's the funny guy of the group? And everyone said it was Chris. And he says, well, tell us a joke. You remember the knock, knock joke he did? Oh God, what? I can only imagine. <laughs> he said, knock, knock. And okay. she goes, who's there? And he goes, I'll ask all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Oh, that's good. In Germany, I will ask all the questions. <laughs> oh, and I also remember, God, God, we were doing, I think it was No Strings Attached, because we were in Japan or somewhere, and so the time difference was, you know, really different. We had to get up two in the morning, three in the morning, and do like KTLAs and all that. And I remember it would go from video to radio, and you just, you know, they would tell you, okay, now it's video, you're live, or just radio. And we were doing KTLA, and we were so tired. But they told us it was a radio station. Right. So I'm sitting back in my chair, like totally like rolling my eyes at a lot of the questions, you know, and just acting like stupid, like, like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, all on camera, like right. they're seeing me. And so they all thought I was wasted. Like, that is like, well, right. Lance was so drunk in this interview he's just like sitting back on his chair like rolling his eyes at everything <laughs> like just being like an asshole to the interviewer um but yeah th that was uh, that was a moment <laughs> so that's who mostly gets on your nerves who do you confide in oh hmm in different stages it was different people justin for sure was my go-to at the beginning of the group because we were close to the same age we came from the same area we just really could relate to a lot of things. So that would be my kind of go-to to have a sounding board. But then it quickly became Chris because we were roommates. You know, I lived I lived on his futon and we were just like inseparable, like Frick and Frack. Like, you know, he was my older brother. You know? And uh, we could talk about everything. And I learned so much from these guys because I was, you know, I lived a sheltered life. I, I never lived on my own. I never, you know, these guys have been working already. Right. Um, and then... Uh, and then it became Joey. Like Joey, I feel like even today, if, of everyone, I can call Joey and just be like, hey, <laughs> and just kind of, you know, let things out. That developed over, in, which was the lead for you guys doing on the line, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was... Uh, that was a fun time. I mean, of course, hindsight, I would do so many things differently. Like, <laughs> you know, like not go with the first script they threw at us. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should have read like 10 scripts and what are you gone with about? a better movie. That was a masterpiece. But it, was, I mean, it was fun. And it came together so quickly because, <clears throat> you know, we're all hams and we all love film and television. We would always make little mini movies when we lived in Germany. So I always wanted to do what the Beatles did and do funny, nice. stupid little movies, you know, and we got close to doing that because that's when we were talking to Tom Hanks and right. all those people that really wanted to do an in-sync movie. But then the guys, uh, half the guys just like, no, we're, we're not into this. And that's right. where Harvey Weinstein was like, well, <laughs> I'll do one with you and Joey. And we're like, okay, 
we'll star in a movie we've never acted before in our lives, but let's do this. Um, you know, it was, if you don't do this, it's no theatrical release. If you can't get Richie Sambora, no theatrical I mean, just, yeah. it was just, okay. Um, and then he shows up at the premiere in pajamas because he, you know, had the <laughs> flu. Uh, I'm like, well, why are you even here? Right. <laughs> Go home. Uh, so yeah, he was he was a character. What was the first big purchase you made when you got a real check, not the first one you got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right at the end, uh, I, my big purchase was a Toyota 4Runner. That mm-hmm. was my dream car. Uh, in high school, I was like, God, I mean, I just if I can get a 4Runner, mm, I would. I've made it. So I felt. Like I had totally made it once I was able to get that car. I remember that. Car. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what was your most favorite performance live? Mm, God, there's so many. I mean, I always go to Super Bowl because not only was it the Super Bowl, and I'm a huge NFL fan, and it's the Super Bowl, but it was Aerosmith. Right. You know, it's my favorite band. So to be able to do it with them was just the ultimate. The ultimate. Do you remember being in the uh, what's it, the area of the room, the locker room, mm-hmm. prior to going up on stage and what Steven Tyler said? No. He was mad at you guys. What did he say? Because you guys, he didn't feel you were literally like honing in on your craft. And what? He, you don't remember this? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> and remember And he this. made you guys like do the harmonies like two or three times because he's like, you guys are just not getting those notes right. Oh my God! I don't even remember that. It's actually on film. No, I need to see this. Yeah, MTV see, he has could a... no wrong in my eyes. So completely <laughs> I know you just probably heard like me. You just had like stars in your eyes. Yeah, like oh, he's talking I, to me. Yeah. I'm not even listening though. <laughs> when I heard That's him, I was funny. like, Oh no, this is going to be bad. Like he seems mad, but he was giving this whole speech about mm. doesn't matter how big you are or forget about the audience and the girls. You got to really hone in on your crest. And the first thing is your voice, and you guys need to protect it, and you need to warm up, and da 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 da. Yeah. And he's the reason that we started wearing in-ears because uh, right. yeah. we were in Germany and we had just met them, saw them on tour. And, um, and we didn't know at the time that girls put out a certain pitch that will make you go deaf. Right. So he was the first to show us what <laughs> in-ears were. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's cool. One day we'll be able to afford these. This is awesome. <laughs> what was your favorite TV performance? Um, Madison Square Garden HBO special. Really? Yeah. That was just, I think it's the best. I mean, besides the Disney Channel, obviously that was very special. But mm-hmm. performance wise, I think that is, if I were to tell someone that doesn't know anything about NSYNC, I would say, watch the No Strings Attached HBO special. Because uh, I think that really encompasses everything that we were all about. That was my favorite tour, for sure. Yeah, that was a great tour. My The TV performance that stood out the best to me was... The MTV Awards when you guys put the screens the heads. On, oh, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that Wade Robson, man. Just, <laughs> that was yeah. great. I mean, that's an iconic. He made yeah. an iconic moment. I mean, we and the VMAs. That was the playground. Yeah, even more than the Grammys. You know, Grammys had to be a little more subdued, but VMAs. It was all about like everyone had to one up everyone. We were the first ones to fly on TV. Oh, we were. Garth Brooks was the first one I ever saw do. Yeah. Then I knew that Backstreet Boys had it in their live show, mm-hmm. but we, on sailing. Sailing at the yeah. Billboard Awards? Or is it like Grammys? Yeah. Billboard Awards. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, I remember almost kicked Mariah Carey in the face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, God, that was a great memory. But sailing, yeah, that's a, that was a great one. And when 
which was a cool, really cool full circle moment when we did the Bee Gees medley at the Bambi Awards mm-hmm. to honor the Bee Gees and give them their Lifetime Achievement Award. And then eight years later, do it at the Grammys, the same medley, giving them again their Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award. I thought that was and that was the last time we performed on television, I believe. That was our last performance. So with your kids at the age that they are right now, do they understand what you were a part of? No, not no, at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, they've not even heard a song yet. And oh, which wow. I which is weird. We have not played them any songs because I'm sure they would love yeah. Bye Bye Bye. What's up with Station that? Little? Yeah, and Station <laughs> oh, Little. That's right. Oh, we got to talk about Station Little. If you want to talk, yes. About Station Little, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> I am excited to be working on a project with you because you are producing this new kids show, Station Little, yes. which is on YouTube. It's on YouTube Kids um, and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's so good because when well, the animation is great, but also the songs are incredible. They're all bops. Like you would listen to it and be like, oh, that's, that's a radio song, but it's all about, you know, children yeah. themed things. How did you get involved with this? Well, Jordan O'Malley, who is a great producer, produced music for uh, AJ McLean and a bunch of other, other people. He came to me and he said, I have this idea and it's this animated series and it's all about music and it's, you know, showing kids like, great things that they should be doing in their life. But it wasn't just about the music. He also has a, a lesson plan for schools and mm-hmm. they have a full animated comic book in the whole nine yards. So when I saw it, you know, and when I heard the music, I was like, well, you're taking tracks and music as if you were going to put them on real band. So that's the quality of the production behind this. And you're writing these clever songs that kids can start to sing and talk about brushing your teeth and being kind to people and, and stuff like that. So I was really excited about it. And again, these characters don't call you at three o'clock in the morning when they have a problem and mm-hmm. they're not here, <laughs> you know, so. A little easier to manage. Yeah, huh? so for me, it was like, okay, so I can be involved in this project. Mm-hmm. And, and again, not that I have kids that age, but you know, again, I have a lot of friends and when I played it for them, they were like, oh my God, this is great. And the other thing about it was really interesting too, because there's this question out there, should it be 3D or 2D, you know? And what we kind of found out and research did was that some kids are scared of the 3D oh, animation yeah. and they're more common and connect and connected to the 2D. So mm-hmm. we wanted to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. So AJ had done one of the songs. And so I was just saying to Jordan, like Lance would be great on this. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, we're like, but Lance always says that I'm not a lead singer. So let's create a song and put it in a key that he's comfortable with and that he'd be able to really do this song in a great way. And when I got the track back, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And as you know, I, I texted you and I said, you should put out a whole album now. So, <laughs> but yeah, Station Little, it's on YouTube and YouTube Kids. Um, right now there's about 28 episodes and mm-hmm. you're the next one up and we're looking forward to the world seeing it. Yeah, I mean, it's really fun. But yeah, Jordan is the type of person, that's who you want to work with. Right. His detail. And his passion about everything. I mean, I've never had anyone uh, not only produce and write and all that, but he's sending us social media assets and being like, okay, we'll do this. And his game plan is just so on. Uh, Yeah, you you want a doer like that. He's a good one. And I I definitely want to work with him again in the future. Absolutely. All right. Station Little. Check it out. Check it out. And this is what's so great about having kids. Your perspective changes a lot. And then the art you want to create. It's stuff for your kids. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at right now, working on uh, this Poofa and the Gang uh, cartoon I've been, you know, doing, writing children's books now. Um, and then Station Little, the one that you're yeah. producing, uh, is so great because as a parent, 
Mm-hmm. You can only listen to Coco Melon so <laughs> Never. much. No, so much. Like we've, one time. We've One time. And they do, it's like crack. So I didn't like how they spaced out. No. I know and they love it, but I can't deal with it. But Station Little's great because you use amazing writers and producers. And it's songs that, mm-hmm. it sounds like it would be on the radio. Well, Jordan O'Malley, who's one of the producers of mm-hmm. it, you know, he produced real music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because he was And he was AJ McLean's it, best man, or AJ yeah. was his best man in his wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So when they came together on this, it wasn't going to be, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wheels on the bus go round and round, but they wanted to take real situations that kids would be a part of and turn them into song, but have the production, the music as real songs. So even if you didn't watch it physically and you just heard the song, it would actually have a connection to you. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that you've done something and we're looking forward to putting it out. It was fun. It was fun to be back in the studio. You know, it's been a long time. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, I had so much fun doing that song and it's a bop. Yeah. It's stuck in my head all the time. Yeah, And it was interesting because when we talked about it, it was like, well, you know, one thing that Lance always told me about is like, look, I'm not going to do an album. So mm-hmm. I have to find other things, which again is why your career has done what you've done. And you've branched out to do so many different things. So I said to him, when you're putting the song together, make sure you put it in a key mm-hmm. that's comfortable for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So when you did it, I was like, Lance can actually put an album out right now. And it's just so rare that anyone would write anything in my key. (laughs) Yes, I am, as you can tell, a bass. Uh, Wish I had a higher voice. Um, I mean, Randy Travis did it. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, there's been examples, but not enough examples for me to have uh, really gone for it. Because one, especially in the NSYNC days, I had zero confidence. Like, I did not think I was talented at all. I was always feeling guilty i'm like why am i here <laughs> like oh, how, really? I didn't know how that, am yeah. i like how because everyone was so good i'm like why like how did y'all choose me um so i i was afraid to stand out i was afraid to want to go for that solo because i just didn't think i had the chops at right. all yeah. so back in the day we put you through the boot camp in the hangar that had no ac yeah. so you were sweating all the time during that time period did you ever feel like we're just wasting our time? This is not going to happen. Yes, for yeah. sure. Um, because, you know, I, one, have no patience, even as a 16 year old, just no patience. Just, we want everything to happen. Um, and, you know, you get promised a lot of things, especially Lou. Lou was always, you know, like, oh, you guys are going to be big. Oh, it's going to, you know, just had all this plan that everything was just going to happen immediately. And it didn't. Um, you know, we couldn't get a record deal. No, Tommy Matola, everyone's like, no, not going to happen. Um, and then it was the summer, uh, uh, of 96 and I was going to go back to Mississippi and finish my senior year of high school because just nothing was happening. We would do a little show here. We would just rehearse every day. And I told the guys, look, I'll come back on the weekends. Like we still want to do this, but you know, if it's like this, I want to at least be able to walk with my, my friends, you know, I wanted to finish my senior year and I was packing my bags to go back to Mississippi when you called and said, Hey, you're signing with BMG or you have to go to Germany, like in a couple of days. Yep. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And that type of stuff happens to me my whole life. Oh yeah. That was the first, it, you have to truly, you can't fool yourself. You have to truly believe that, okay, it might be, it's done, you know, and just, and accept it. And then all of a sudden the universe like slaps you with what you need. Um, I mean, that just happened recently you know because we were moving to nashville 
was there literally looking at a house, loved it, going to get it. And then right when I land is when I get a call about the new project <laughs> that's going to keep me here. And I, I was done. I was completely done with music. You were. I, I mean, I, it was the first time like it's over. Like I, I just want to live a nice, simple life, you know, continue the TV film, everything. But the music part is just completely over. It'll never, ever happen again. And now wow. music is now landed back. Not. But I had to, but I had to truly just be okay with accepting that it's, it's done. And what was the one moment that made you feel like, Oh yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's just going to be real. Um, I mean, it was so quick in Europe. I mean, we always, you know, America was always where we wanted to be because that's what you grow up with. And, you know, that's, that's, you want your friends and family to hear you. Right. <laughs> but when we got to Europe, I mean, we were on the cover of every magazine before we released a song. It yep. was just so immediate on how huge we were. And you felt like, wow, this is what the Beatles felt like. There's thousands of people chasing us down the street and camped out of the hotels. Like this is, it just seemed like a dream, like. It didn't seem real. It was a movie. It just all seemed fake. And especially in a different country where you didn't know any of the stuff. It just felt like I was living a fake life. <laughs> I remember the time for Germany, for those mm -hmm. that will understand, that there was a TRL like MTV right. had here. Mm -hmm. And that was called Vivo. Mm -hmm. And I remember going into the Vivo studios like an hour before the show was going to air. And there probably was like 10 or 15 girls outside in that studio mm -hmm. parking lot area. And when you guys came out, there had to be 200 to 250 and they mm -hmm. jumped all over the bus and wouldn't get off and we had to send security out to scatter uh, them. And it was like, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this, is, this is about to go. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, I did, obviously you had seen this before, so yeah. I, I didn't know what to right, expect. Right. Yeah. But the day that I felt like I had made it was when we did Rosie O'Donnell because it was the biggest show at the time. I loved her. And she just never, I mean, we were even on Jay Leno, all that, but like, for some reason she never had a song yet. I'm like, well, we haven't made it unless we do Rosie. And then she finally had a song. And that's when I felt that people knew who we were for the first time. Memories. <laughs> so if you had to put the ultimate boy band together now, the mm -hmm. group that you would be in five guys, oh. who would it be? Oh my gosh. That's so, it's like, you know, picking children. Um, well, we'd have to definitely cover all the vocal, you know, bases. So, you know, I'm the bass. So Kevin Richardson, you're out. Um, uh, I'd have to, okay. Which boys to make voice man has to be in it. Cause that's mainly the reason why all we all of them started. Or just one no, one? just one. I got to pick one. Okay. You can't, you can't double dip. Yeah, super group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe one. Yay. Okay. Um, you get the, yeah, runs. Get, get yeah. To the, yeah, get the runs, get mm -hmm. our lead singer. Um, I can't pick any NSYNC guy because I'm already in it. Uh, the Backstreet Boy I would choose would be AJ. Just because I love I love watching him perform. I think he's such a great performer. And I love his voice. Um, so that's three. Two more. Come on. Okay. <laughs> in a perfect world. Okay. One Direction. Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get that. Because we, you know, got to bring in a little young. Um, and then, Okay. To give it a little Latin flavor, let's put Ricky Martin in there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's a super a pretty group. good super group. That's yeah. a super group. Yeah. Uh -huh. super group. Yeah. So, <laughs> what would you call him? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God, what would you call that? Super group. Um, yeah, just so literal. Just like in Germany and England, they're just so literal about everything. Speaking of, I've always, I've asked every single person coming on the show, where did the term boy band come from? Where do you think, when did that start? It, it, we were always a vocal group. Yeah. That's what we said. Uh-huh. Because we didn't hear the name boy band until we landed in Germany. We are like, oh, what's what's a boy band? Yeah, I think it was caught in the act, worlds apart. That yeah. was the... Like, I wonder if it was England or Germany, because both of them, it sounds like that would be a yeah, term Yeah, it definitely came from over there, but we always said, we're not a boy band, we're oh, a yeah. vocal group. It know? was a negative thing. Yeah. It was a way to insult someone. And then like, when America picked up on that, that's when it's like, you can't escape this. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know? uh-huh. so, well, that's a pretty good group now mm-hmm. if you were doing the movie on in sync mm-hmm. and you had to cast all the parts uh-huh. but they with celebrities now not unknowns uh-huh. who would you get to play each member okay ron reynolds has to be in it to play I would, who i mean i'd want him to play me but of course he'd play <laughs> justin uh no no actually i know who would play justin it would be uh ron gosling Oh, okay, yeah. Ryan Gosling would play Justin. They obviously work together and know yeah. each other, so he would nail that. So I get, I get. Um, Who do you get? Uh, uh, Ryan. Wait, what did I just say? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Is he going to play Reynolds, you? Yeah. So I get Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, okay. I know, I know. It's far fetched, but it's my movie, okay? <laughs> and I know he loves boy bands. <laughs> In okay. fact, he did a. I heard there was a there's a off Broadway play where they take celebrity autobiographies and you know they do readings from him and he played me <laughs> in one of these hey, so, really yeah uh-huh. i heard a rumor that he was doing a movie or something where he, he was supposed to be putting a boy band i together. heard that too yeah um yeah i heard that too um i don't think it's true or either it just didn't go anywhere but you know the movie that i'm doing the rv movie mm-hmm. um for people that don't know, it's these. It's a true story about these girls that went on Winnebago on The Price is Right and followed us on our mm-hmm. stadium tour. Uh, and Sony is making that movie. Um, and I always wanted Ryan, because just like what we're doing here, building a band, I wanted that band at the end of the movie to be stunt-casted with all those guys, like Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Okay, yeah, Jake would be in it. Jake would play JC. Okay, okay yeah. I can okay. see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. Um, Chris Kattan would play Chris Kapatra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and, and Guy yeah. Fieri will funny. play Joey. And Guy Fieri for Joey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny oh. DeVito could be Joey. <laughs> Danny right? DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, Guy Fieri's like, it's yeah, Guy Fieri. For Joey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chris Kattan and Guy Fieri. <laughs> and who's Lou? Oh my gosh. Um, Lou Perlman would be Giamatti. Giannetti. Paul Giannetti. Paul Giannetti. Oh, right. Yeah. Giamatti. Giamatti. Yeah. I think it should be Melissa McCarthy in drag. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Right? But the one that really would have been is, uh, oh, he passed away Philip from- Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is such, oh, yeah, yeah, such yeah. a dead Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect casting. Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. 
After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or a glimpse behind the scenes at World Famous Studio Tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Is there anything that you've done, either in SyncWise or in your own endeavors, that you wouldn't have done now and you would have done it differently Oh, all, yeah, lots of things. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that type of person who's like, oh, I wouldn't change anything. I would change everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one, I would have come out. Okay. I would have, you know, I wish I could have just tested that boundary. And I think it just would have, it would have been, it would have been fun. I think, I don't know, but I just, I want to know what that would have been like at the height of our career. I think I could have helped a lot of people because uh, there weren't really many people out that you could relate to. And I think, um, a lot of guys out there could have related to a young guy from Mississippi, very religious. Um, and I think it could have helped a lot of people. Um, I think also I would never have done an autobiography in which I remember David Geffen, we were at a party and he was like, Oh, what are you working? I was like, Oh, you know, cause 
this publisher wanted me to write the space story. Like, oh, we want space, but of course you had to write everything in our whole life story. And he was like, nope, don't do it. I'm like, what? He goes, don't do it. Kiss of death. I'm like, okay. And yeah, it wasn't a good experience because a lot of people took it mm-hmm. badly. Um, some stories I probably shouldn't have told. Um, and you, you know, you get, I want to say tricked into doing things, but you know, you have a co-writer with you and you're doing all these interviews and everything. And then they kind of convince you like, well, you got to keep, you got to be raw. You got to right. like show your emotion. So when I say I was devastated and felt betrayed when NSYNC broke up, that's how I felt at that time. But I was the brunt of part of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it was, you know, yeah. and so, but that's what I, I felt. It was such a, it was hard. Um, because it, it came from like, it was just out of the blue for me. And I felt like everyone knew except me. I felt like I was on the outside. And so when it was just kind of ripped, it just felt like what just happened. And then I felt like it was all my fault because I did feel like I was the only one that didn't know what was about to happen. So I felt like then it's because of me. So Mm. I've lived with this for years thinking that I'm the reason that no one wanted to continue with a band. Mm. And I didn't end again at that time. I was like, is it because they think I'm gay? You know, mm. I didn't know if that was the reason. I thought because I thought people were really starting to figure it out. Because I heard rumors even on that last tour, and I mean, you know, Joe Movahill was you know talking about it, and I'm like, oh god. And then you know we stopped, and I'm like, is it because they thought that it was yeah. I was about to be outed? No, you know. We, but you, you know, you, you create yeah. these stupid things that you know. No, yeah. we had so much more to do. I mean. Uh, if we had all decided to stay together at mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. Um, were you surprised or was it what you expected of the number of people that showed up Hollywood Boulevard for the walk? Thing? Oh my God. You know what? I wasn't surprised. Our right. fans, I mean, you feel it. I mean, yeah, that was been, crazy. There were so many people. Right? I mean, the last 23 years we have not you know, been a band you still feel the fandom out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you're, I mean, you just, you know it. You're, you're with the public every day. And um, so I knew if we were going to do that, that it was going to be special. Because one, it might be the last time you ever see us together. So I knew the fans were going to fly in from everywhere just because it's a it's a moment for them. It's almost like closure. And, it fe- mm-hmm. and that's what it felt like to me too, was finally there was a, an ending chapter. Uh, we were all together. It was such a fun day. We had that pop up. All the fans were there. It shut down Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, I just thought that was a nice little button. Like, Doo, okay, that was that was nice. And uh, yeah. And what was the conversation that convinced you guys to do the show with Ariana Grande? I'm sorry, yeah. get it right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was easy on my part. Um, <laughs> you know, we all five wanted to do it, but Justin, you know, his last show was during mm-hmm. Coachella, uh, which I hate that he wasn't able to join us. Uh, but I mean, Ariana called me, you know, and she's just like, would you think anyone would do this? I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're fucking Ariana Grande and yeah. it's Coachella. Uh, and we haven't performed in years. Like I'm in, you just have to convince JC. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, the next call was JC and he immediately was like, yeah, this sounds fun. And it was so organic and fun. Um, I, I just loved it. And she made us relevant with this younger generation, mm-hmm. <laughs> people that didn't know who NSYNC was. I mean, NSYNC was trending well, for, for a long time after that. And I mean, she gave us a nice little gift that night. And what was rehearsals like going into that being that you guys hadn't been together for a while? Just like no day had passed. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The one was out of breath. Nobody had to. Not that I know <laughs> of. Uh, because now me today, 
I'm better now than I was with NSYNC. Like, I'm a better dancer now. I'm in better condition now. I think I'm a better singer now. So, like, I was I was ready. <laughs> like, I was ready to be like, okay, now I can do this. And I think all the guys are the same way. They they know if you give them a goal, they're going to hit it. Right. You're like, hey, we're performing in two weeks. Done. Great. I'll be in shape. I got it. Done. Um, and, yeah, it was just, it was fun. It was like, it was just a lot of fun. So in the past, when you guys were together, I mean, there were a few buses, like you guys kind of had three buses for the five of you. Mm -hmm. If there was ever a time that you'd come back together and go on tour, would you have your own bus? Mm -hmm. Who would be on it? Would you take your kids on the road? Yeah, I'd have my own bus for sure. Uh, I had to share with Joey, and that was just stinky. (laughs) Um, And Nobody should have to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we had a good time, but like, Joey's a mess. you know, but it was fun. I mean, we never had separate buses on ours. It was always three and two. Right. Um, and I kind of liked our bus because, you know, JC and Justin and Chris, they took the shows way more seriously than we did on tour. Oh, yeah. Like we would just, you know, we would have fun if there was a mess up. Okay. I fell. I hit that flat note, like whatever. It's like, okay. You know, we had fun with it, but those guys would come back on the bus and they would just nitpick every little detail of what went wrong on that show. Right. You know, they were perfectionists. And, uh, you know, I'm a perfectionist in many ways, but like, I didn't really care about the live show. I mean, it was just fun. I like mess ups when I, when I see the show, um, you know, so yeah, I, so it was, it was definitely a less, uh, uh, less anxiety on our yeah. bus. <laughs> Good to chill bus. But I would do it by myself this time just because I want the kids to right. experience this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I and your husband. Uh, he's allowed to come, I guess. But that was what was so fun, you know, about being so young and being on the road was being able to bring your friends and family on the road mm-hmm. and let them have that experience. Like my friends had so much fun. They would be crazy as I'm working 24 seven, they right. get to go have fun. Uh, but this, the bonds and the stories that they have to this day, I mean, I'm still so close to all my high school friends because they got to oh, wow. really kind of experience this whole in-sync run. That's, That's great. Nice. Yeah. So I have one more question and we go to the fan questions. Mm-hmm. During the lawsuit with Lou mm-hmm. and the perception out there was that you were going to lose your name. Mm-hmm. What did you think if that happened, you were going to do as your next step? Uh, it was obviously a very troubling time and yes we weren't able to use our name because lou owned that i do remember chris because you know chris had this real bond with lou i mean he started the group and all that and you know even knowing what a con man lou turned out to be chris still was kind of on his side like he didn't want to leave he's like no we we're good where we're at we'll just try to renegotiate which was not going to happen um but I know it was JC and I that were like, no, 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 no. Like, this is this is going too far. This is stupid. Um, but, you know, we didn't know if we'd have a label. We didn't know if we had a name. We were going to have to start over. And you're always told out of sight, out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. So there was definitely a time where we thought our career would be over. Um, because if we were dormant for too long, another band was going to come in and replace us. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. What an experience. All right, I'm going to go to some fan questions. Okay, this is Taylor Gibson wants to know, do you ever get NSYNC songs stuck in your head? Oh, yes. There's one song in particular, and yes. sorry, Fight Written. I, I know what you're going to say. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, really? Every time he takes off, he like, sings in his head. It is the bane of my existence. And the thing is, I probably would like the song if 
this didn't happen. Every time I take off on a plane for the last 30-something years, <laughs> mm-hmm. all I hear in my head is, here we go. <laughs> Literally. Here we go. Well, every single time I'll I take hear off. it like mumbling. So imagine <laughs> the amount of flights I've flown in the last 30 years. It's it's a lot. So, yes, I've grown to hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> First song in a reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Jen Dodson wants to know, what's the craziest thing ever thrown on stage? Oh, can I say it? Yeah, I guess. We're adults, right? Could, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, I mean, dildos for sure. <laughs> but specifically, um, specifically, <laughs> um, there were underwear that had a dildo in it that a fan was wearing in the front row and they threw the remote control up on the stage for us to control it. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those and like vibrating panties. I'm sure we pushed the button a few times. <laughs> and by we, you mean like Joey? Joey. Joey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to clarify. Um, <laughs> that was the strangest thing I think I'd ever seen at a show. Uh, and one of my other favorite things was looking out cause you know, moms would bring their kids and there was this one mom right in her thirties had a 10 year old boy and they're, but you know, he's standing on the chair next to her and she got so excited that she just takes her top off. Like she's just flashing us. And all I could see was the son looking at his mom being like, mom, <laughs> stop. And I just thought, I that think was... I was at that. Show. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so funny. I'm that like, is oh so my gosh, funny. you just scarred your son. <laughs> like, oh, <man>. <laughs> this is from Sparksing. Uh, wants to know what was the hardest choreography for you to learn? Marty Kafelka. He was the hardest choreographer. Um, Darren Henson, Wade Robson, all, all these amazing choreographers. Um, you know, I would, it would take me longer to learn it, but you know, after a couple of days, like I got it. Marty's stuff was so comp. It didn't look as complicated, but it was complicated. So there were just things that my body couldn't do. So there were some songs that just, I could never hit some of those moves and I would just kind of like <laughs> fake it. Uh, loved working with him. I thought it was like the coolest things we ever did. But yeah, I was like, I, I can't do some of those moves. Yeah, That's so you funny. had to really kind of fake it a lot. And then w- one last question for me. You know, we all agreed to allow Darren Henson to use some footage from mm-hmm. his choreography with the band when he put out Darren's Dance, dance Grooves. grooves. Oh, Did you yes. ever think it was going to be as big as it was? Oh, no. God. I remember this infamous eight it was no like lie, bye, bye, bye. Um, and I remember him doing it because we were rehearsing for something or maybe just, I don't know, we were in choreography, uh, I think here in Los Angeles. And I remember him saying, oh, I'm doing this, Dan, would you come do like, you know, can I film you just whatever? And of course, I'm like, sure. That commercial, oh my gosh, played, it was like the yeah. Disney Channel special. <laughs> 1.5 million copies of that. Were really? Sold in the first year. And we didn't make a cent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we gave it all as gratis because he, he was a friend. Yeah. I think he celebrated the 25 years of some big anniversary on that uh, yeah. last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. So. You know what? I, I haven't kept in touch with him too much, but we do follow each other on Instagram and um, we just talked just the other day on, yeah. under Instagram because, oh, Montana Tucker. Yes. Uh, incredible. Oh, my God. Do you know Montana? No. I felt like she's from Orlando. Or she's maybe? from Miami. Miami. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, uh, Boca. Incredible dancer, singer. I mean, she's she's like 
the it factor. Yeah, she's huge on TikTok. And huge, huge, and just lovely girl. So we did for It's Gonna Be May Day this year. Mm. You know, people love to see the It's Gonna Be (laughs) Me dance. So she wanted to do it with me. We did it. I mean, she, I mean, it was, it was awesome. And she, it gained me, I think, 5,000 something followers or 20,000 followers. 20,000 followers. In in like like two days. I'm like, geez, girl. I got like, yeah, like over 10 million views immediately. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that was fun. Well, I want to thank you for being on Johnny Wright's Frosted Tips oh, today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got to turn the tables on. Yeah, me. it was fun. Is there yeah. anything that you would like to say that I didn't bring up or conversation um, you want to have? I mean, no, not really. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm such an open book. I think there's a lot of things we talked about that I've never been able to talk about. Um, things I never wanted to talk about sorry. before. But no, it's just like, you know, a lot of the times you just want the fans out there just to see the positive sides of everything. Cause you know, we're, we remind people of a good time mm-hmm. and uh, we don't want to be negative at all. Not like this show. We're just, we're never negative on the show. Um, but sometimes when you have to go through those stories and tell the truth and let, you know, things like I didn't think I was talented enough that, you know, um, sometimes you just have to live in your truth. And uh, I don't know. It's just good to get it out. It's cathartic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially good. with people that were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm glad like, I'm so glad that we're all still in each other's lives because so many of my memories, I just, I just don't remember anything. <laughs> so it's so nice to relive these stories and get reminded of some of the best moments of my life. Um, yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to write the book so I could get everything down. So I don't forget it, <laughs> especially the space thing. Cause that was such, I have such PTSD on that right. whole situation that I didn't know what I was going to start blocking out of my memory on that. So I just wanted to get it down. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad I got that that part done. Well, thank you very much for allowing me this opportunity mm-hmm. to interview you today. It's mm-hmm. brought me back to my old school days of being <laughs> on a microphone. Uh, uh, yeah. so, in but, fact, that's where my swan song will be. Yeah. I'm going to buy a little radio station in Omaha, Nebraska somewhere and play what I want to play. And then as you that. guys come into town or the artists come mm-hmm. into town, nice to see you. Go home to my bed and enjoy life that sounds yeah. so nice that sounds, great. <laughs> yeah. that sounds so nice <laughs> like a simpler life it does sound really good and that's yeah. what we've been kind of wanting uh that's why we were trying to move back down south but you know plans change plans change yeah. but uh this will not be the last time you see me oh no we got lots of station little <laughs> yes we do we got lots of fun kid stuff to do all right Johnny, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for I being here it. and that is all the show we have for you yeah uh subscribe rate review um we like to read your fun reviews on the show we haven't done it lately but we're gonna we're gonna we'll get back into that uh so be good to each other don't drink and drive take care of those animals and remember stay, stay frosted, frosted. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance and Michael Turgenart and at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars, six if you can. See you next time. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass, zadding off.
The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.